Genius, it takes a lot to get on my show. Genius, you're probably someone we'd like to know. You're really good at stuff, you probably like to dance. You like long walks and you wear clean pants. Genius, get onto my show. Howdy folks, welcome to Living with a Genius. I'm your host, Omar Crook. On this episode, I have studio singer and performer Fletcher Sheridan. Many of you around town who do session work uh, will know Fletcher. He's uh, been around for a long time. He does a huge amount of film and television work here in L.A. And uh, I'm going to keep this one short. I'm still getting over a second cold of the summer, which has been fantastic. You can hear I'm a little stuffed up, so I won't... uh, torch you with that anymore hope you enjoy the interview here's fletcher sheridan do you like uh fletcher or fletch it Either really one? is up to you can call me fletch i like fletch then i think you're gonna call me that's one of my favorite movies when i was growing up <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the things i was called i was called hey fletch lives i love it it's yeah yeah it's not bad where did you grow up did you grow up here in LA? i grew up in the valley i you was did? in uh what was north hollywood but it became valley village uh-huh. Okay. And that's where your folks still love you. Yeah, see. they're still there. Nice. So, yeah. Hey, have you done any gigs lately? Tell me about it. I have. What's um, happening? <clears throat> let's see. I've, I've sung on a movie called Storks. It's coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Warner Animation. Yeah. Yes. Great. And uh, Sing, that's coming out in December. Nice. Uh, yeah, just saying on Suicide Squad and well, you know, you can't win them all. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of three. <laughs> I'm the king of uh, of movies that don't sell. Yeah, right. So you know, I sang on. Yeah, uh, I don't even think I was gonna try and be. Clever. I was on Open Season Two. Open which Season was Straight to DVD and uh, had my biggest solo was Happy Feet Two, which sold I think three DVDs internationally. Mm. So but you know, it you sounded get, good, it and did. with the Vera speed, the sped up thing. Yeah, well, the uh, I mean, John's music is fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, if it, if it guy. wasn't attached to picture and it was just sold as a soundtrack, I think it would have done a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> it was, very you know, cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. So, um, tell me about you growing up in L.A. Did you were your folks into music? Did you do, how did how did you get into music? I got into music through my mom primarily. Uh-huh. I mean, but my mom was in the business. She was a songwriter back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, companies, publishing companies like Warner Chapel, those mm-hmm. they they had staff writers that would just crank out right, right. songs. Kind of like the the Brill, the Brill Building back east, yeah, yeah, back in the day. Um, so they they would crank out a bunch of songs, demo them, and um, that was something uh-huh. one could do in this town. Right, right, right. Um. So my mom would write a bunch of songs and get a bunch of demo singers, and she had these crazy budgets and and brought in a lot of LA's you know awesome session singers of the time to sing her demos. And really, I grew up around that. I grew up around a lot of singers. My mom also sang. She did some background singing. Was uh, this in the seventies or primarily in the seventies? Yeah. Though she became more focused on her writing in the late seventies slash eighties. Uh huh. Was her. Uh huh. Her bread and, and your your folks are still around. Yep, still around. Does um, she still she, perform or more, write? It's, or? it's more of a a recreational thing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, staff writers kind of went out of vogue in the '90s and sure had to evolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evolve her skill set as we all do as time goes on. Uh, yeah, well, hence this podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> how, how about your How about your dad? What is he? My do? dad. He he stayed home and raised us. Back in the 80s, Mr. Mom was a very taboo yeah, thing. I remember yeah. having to 
you know, what is your, because everyone was like, hi, what does your dad do? And it was, it was this very taboo thing, you know? He makes pancakes. Right. <laughs> he, well, my dad, he got his master's in fine arts, so we just said he was an artist. Uh-huh. Well, that's true. Fine. And it was true. He's a yeah. great, great sculptor and painter and stuff. And were you singing uh, in high school as well? I sang. Have you been singing your whole life? A whole life. I just was really shy. But I didn't, outside of my family, I didn't tell anyone I could sing until I got to high school. What? I was horribly shy about it. It wasn't something a kid did. I played French horn and I told people I played French horn, but I didn't tell them I sang. Because for some reason, French horn is cool. You know, <laughs> I don't know why I had made that decision. I don't know why, but that, that's just the line I drew in the sand in my brain growing up. I That's funny. Why. It was weird. But yeah. Yeah, at the same time, I'd been singing since before I could talk. You know, I was doing musicals yeah. on the side. And yeah, yeah. It was like this secret. I didn't tell anyone. Did your mom get you into recording at an early age? She or? did. Uh -huh. I I started, I mean, it was, you know, nothing, nothing major. Yeah. I didn't start really doing it until my teens. But yeah, you know. Until your teens? From, yeah. Really? You were gigging in your teens? I was. Wow, man. Um. But I'll get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's you know, good. growing yeah. up around it. Yeah, I you know I'd sing singing to microphones and stuff and perform. You know, doing musicals and she had me in piano lessons. Yeah. So I was very very musically. She I, she, she could you tell immersed, I was into yeah. it. Yeah. She she made a point to immerse me in it. And uh, is it fair to say that you have perfect pitch? I it is fair to say yes. That's what I, thought. I have it, and I I didn't know. When did you figure that out? I didn't figure it out until I was 13 and mm -hmm. I was playing French horn. Mm -hmm. It was actually a conversation I was having with my, with my mom talking about uh, French horn tuning the B flat. And she's like, was that a B flat? I said, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And she walked across the house to the piano and hit a B flat and was like, oh my God. <laughs> and for the next, you know, half hour, it was like, what's this note? And she hit it. But of course, I played French horn. Yeah. So everything is transposed up a fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to, I only knew. How to read in French French horn? So really? I had to think of what the note was in French and horn and then go down, which for a thirteen-year-old, I, I guess, is weird. But wow, well, I, I mean, it was we're so process. you're so facile too when you're thirteen. I mean, you can do anything when you're thirteen. At least that's what a thirteen-year-old <laughs> would like to think. That's true. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I have. Have you found that to be an asset or a detriment? Because it, I know a few people that have perfect pitch, well, and I hear both. I think it's. Um, like like relative, but Jenny, it's all shades of gray. It's mm -hmm. all there are people that have it better than others. Mm -hmm. I I think there are people that have far superior perfect pitch to mine. That's interesting. I mine I can I can kind of turn it off to a degree. Yeah. Like, well, sometimes like you have whole to. Right? step right. <laughs> you sing it enough choirs. Right? Um, you just let it go. Go with the flow. <laughs> do you want to be? You let it go. <laughs> do you want to be go. in tune or do you want to be right? You know that was. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. said that. And I thought sure. that was very profound. You know, being in tune and going with the flow, or do you just want to be the guy that's right? That's right. And that person is not always the one you want in your choir. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um. There are times, of course, when it comes in handy. I, I've always felt like it's a good party trick. Yeah. Um, I'd rather, you know, be able to emote in a way that affects everyone when I sing. Sure. Over that's a you know you just <laughs> belched a G. You know, I I I don't try to pretend it's some some special thing. Right. I, right. I mean, it's a cool trick to have, and yes, I I would be full of it if I didn't say there are times where I'm like man I'm really glad I can hear this note that's coming up sure absolutely. It, there's nothing <laughs> absolutely yeah 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 now I, I spoke to somebody about their pitch and and uh, this person said that that um, 
that it's getting lower as they get older. Interesting. Like it's changing. The hmm. A is no longer 440. It's like 400. It's or like a Baroque. Yeah, 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 yeah. Period instrument. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I I feel like my ear has improved. Uh huh. It's not like a you know I don't I don't think perfect pitch is like this switch that's flipped in you. It's you know at some point mm -hmm. I can look back and my mom tells me stories about being two and we're singing a song and she, I say no, mommy, you're singing it wrong, and I just move it to the key that I heard it in. Wow. Um. So, but you know, flash forward to you know, my twenties, and I'm in college and working on harm, you know, theory and harmony and all that stuff. Yeah. You can strengthen it. It's it it, it improves. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not like this point you you achieve and there you are. Tell me about your tell me about your college experience. You went to CSUN. I yeah? went to CSUN. And did you study music theory? Did you I study started what? I started as a vocal performance major. Mm -hmm. And then I switched to music industry. Uh huh. Uh, did did you find that useful? I did. Yeah. It, it was. It, it's one I, of the big. I mean, it was one of the first programs, wasn't it? One of one of the two big programs, and I think them and USC were kind of the two big players. Yeah, at the time, uh, in right. LA. Um, and it worked out really well because I got to take, you know, theory and harmony, all the all the you know jazz arranging, all sure. the stuff I wanted to do, and the ensembles I wanted to do. But then I was also taking contract law and business management and market you know like taking these music industry classes that really helped inform my my development as a professional yeah no, i also got a job out of out of college which not a lot of music degrees can boast yeah no kidding what what <laughs> kind of what kind of job did you i was the with? marketing coordinator of a syndicated radio company. Really? It, it sounds pretty crazy, a yeah. whole lot of adjectives. <laughs> um, well, ba basically what they do, like uh, Ryan Seacrest, AT40, mm -hmm. they would get the international distribution rights for that show. So they would get the rights to sell it to Malaysia or you know, all over the world internationally. Now, when you decided to study music business, was that something that you, I mean, was this job that came along something that you were really interested in or was it just kind of a It was an internship through? that's part of the degree. Oh, I see. I interned at this company, and they liked me enough to keep me on after the internship was done. But I guess my question is: is uh, you? It seems like you, you knew you wanted to be a musician. You wanted to be yes. a singer. Not, not really, not really do what you had been hired to do through that internship. Mm -hmm. That's true. I see. So the degree that you pursued was really to help you, just round do, out do my your session stuff. It was that, and <laughs> in the beginning, funny enough, the. It was to get out of, 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 uh, pardon me. It was to get out of singing uh, music I didn't want to sing. Like what? You say it. <laughs> Tell me. It was uh, my teacher. You mean like opera? Well, opera chorus. Mm -hmm. it, I wanted to work on more of the utilitarian features of my voice as opposed to yeah. opera. It, not not because I don't like opera. No, I understand at all. More because yeah. I, I knew it was something that my voice i didn't feel my voice was prone Working to do at its best to do yeah, yeah i, I yeah, felt yeah. like i it wasn't a good match for my instrument mm -hmm. um you know the people that do it like you the the power you you create the the ability just the way you you've trained your instrument it's, yeah so it, it's cool it's amazing and it's yeah. something yeah, i've yeah, never yeah. i've never felt uh, you're a smart man because uh, it's hard to be seen as anything other than an opera singer, even when you can do things that aren't opera. Um, well, it's like training your voice to be a Ferrari. At least yeah, people exactly. think you're a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah yeah i mean uh, it's nice that the hondas get all the work though yeah right. <laughs> no. we, need, we need like no, you know that's cigars not I mean. that's not what i, I mean. remember when i had dreams you're hardly the, <laughs> the honda i mean you you work more than anybody i know in this oh town. you're, you're a sweet you really man. do i'm i'm just you know for me it it's all about diversification and i for whatever reason i've always gotten a kick out of jumping around and doing things and i you know, when I got to college and started taking lessons, that's something that they weren't on board with, you know, helping me explore like my falsetto mm -hmm. and these other facets of my voice that I had mm -hmm. that I wanted to maintain and keep. Right. Right. Yeah. And they were like, nope, you're a lyric tenor. Here's your rep. We're going to like, no, that's not. <sighs> yeah. I'm yeah, going to yeah. go to music industry. Right. Right. <laughs> and but it did turn out it was accidentally a good decision. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's uh, you. At least for me, in my in my journey, not not to belittle anyone at that program. It, it's just me and and what I felt I needed to do. Well, it takes a lot of fortitude to to stick up for yourself under those circumstances when you're in a program, and there's yeah. I mean, it's a lot of pressure. And, and, and really also when you're out. that young, understanding and knowing how to how to speak up. You know, you get used to teachers. They're these mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these figures mm -hmm. these infallible figures that they like their opinion you've got to go with it right they must know better because they're teachers right and you know the teachers they have there are great i just was a little more s stubborn yeah 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 than... so so when you got out of college you were already gigging and at, yeah did you what else did you do to support yourself besides that or did you have to do anything else um so out of college i was doing the the nine to five which was really, I, I look back on that as a really cool time, because mm -hmm. having the nine to five, uh, it, it showed me I, I was always worried like, oh, I'm just a voice, I'm just this, you yeah. know, that's all I can do. What yeah, else yeah. can I do if I didn't have a voice? Oh God! And getting that job showed me that I have other abilities and yeah. I have, you know, a ways to make it through. It's nice not having to have a nine to five job though. It's not. I, I, I'm I'm happy to be where I am now. But I, I appreciate that point sure. in my life and doing that. And I, I was able to move out and be self sufficient. And I don't know. I've romanticized it now. You know, all these years later. Well, sure. The sheer simplicity. Like all I like. I didn't have any dreams of any aspirations of being some you know amazing musician. Whatever. I just wanted to come out at the end of the month in the black. Yeah. 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 Know? That's yeah. that was my only goal, and if I did that, I succeeded. Or what something. do you think that's about? About uh, uh, is it about um, nostalgia? Is it is nostalgia the thing that keeps the past so much more pleasant than maybe it was? I th it I think it's selective How memory. Does that work? <laughs> is, I mean, it seems like it seems like we all do it without exception. It's got to be some kind of function of survival or something, right? I I think it's. It's like if it's not it's absolutely a, terrible, which is a great thing to remember to sure. stay alive the next time that terrible thing happens. If it's not something absolutely terrible, if it's just kind of like, oh, ups and downs. I, I think it's you remember the ups. maybe the yeah, remember the ups and the horrible downs. That's it. But and that's that's all. Maybe it's our brain just selectively Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making the past. I think that's what I think that's what being a crit I think being a critic is very difficult in that you can't you have to come up with content that is not prone to uh, that kind of thinking like, right you know it's like oh I was in this great mood today and I thought it was gonna suck but SWAT was an amazing movie you should go see it and then like <laughs> a year later everybody's thinking okay, oh my god you're I an know. idiot <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell me about I know that you were in a in a group called impact yeah? yes how did that start 
that started. How many members were in it? How, tell me the rundown. The impact, a <clears throat> quick rundown, because impact existed long before I got to it. Oh, I see. Uh, it started in the mid '90s, uh-huh. and it was a quintet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They, so they were doing their thing. Was it a primarily a touring group or recording group? It or was both? a touring group, a touring and they group. they did albums as well, mm-hmm. but primarily they were road warriors. Uh huh. Um, and they had done that for the better part of ten years, and I believe in two thousand four, they decided to move down to L.A. because they were a little kind of a, a little cabin fevery with themselves. Like all they did in Seattle was Impact. Okay. And they were all like, you know what? We need to go down to L.A. and immerse ourselves in other things because we're Stuck we just here. need to diversify. Yeah. yeah, we're kind of. But they were making a living for themselves. They were. Wow. They were getting by. Okay. And kicking butt. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So they moved down to L.A. and a couple years into that, their alto uh, had an opportunity to sing on American Idol, and was gone for a, a bunch of dates that Impact had. And who they was, had, who was that? Uh, Rudy Cardenas. Rudy Cardenas, okay. A great guy and a great, a great, uh, great rock tenor. Uh huh. Like this. Yeah, yeah. Journey yeah. all power, the time. He's ballads, he's yeah. in a Journey cover band. Oh my he's, god, he's ridiculous. Wow. Even uh, I can't sing Journey. No, stuff. that's crazy. No, and I can't either. Yeah. Uh, but this guy can. Yeah. And so they needed a sub, and I went in and auditioned to be the sub, and I thought I had totally biffed the audition. Why? What happened? Oh, it just. It just didn't, I didn't, I knew Rudy enough to know his voice, and I knew I was not. Yeah. I'm not rock tenor. What did like, you sing? Do you remember? I sang a Justin Timberlake song. Okay. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and why did, Why do you think it didn't go well? Oh, just because I, I knew you had to stop in the middle what of it? he was. Didn't have to stop in the middle, <laughs> right. It wasn't anything necessarily that I did wrong. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was just my brain not getting over how different my voice was from Rudy's. Okay. And uh, so I'm like, well, that went horribly. I'm going to go home and forget this else. ever happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then a couple of days later, I, I got a call from the music director. And he's like, well, you got the gig if you want it. Really? And my reaction was, you're kidding. I actually said to him, you're kidding. <laughs> and he said, well, you're, you're surprised? I said, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> you know. Uh, and so I started subbing with him, and then Rudy left and went on to do his own thing. And I and it just worked out that way. Yep. Do you, I, I would imagine you don't have to audition a lot. Have um, you had a lot of auditions in your life? I haven't. You know, I did the Master Corral. While I was working at Radio Express, yeah. I also was in the Master Corral. Yeah. I auditioned for that. Was that with Grant or was that it with was Paul? With Grant. It was Grant with Grant. Grant had uh-huh. taken over a few years prior. Uh-huh. Uh, do you so, get nervous for auditions? Oh God, horrible! I do too. I'm a, I'm a mess. I am too. It ruins my whole day and it, my wife's day. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm before. a total pill. Yeah, total pill. Yeah. Um, you know what I do now? I take beta blockers. I do too. I'm all about it. I an impact helped me realize it's that. It's incredible. I had horrible stage fright. I didn't even yeah. realize it until I got into impact and was like, why am I? A total mess days before a it, gig. It actually ruins the experience of singing. Yeah, like it just it makes me want to not sing anymore. The voice I rehearse with is not the voice I walk on with when my adrenaline gets going and yeah. the anxiety gets going. And I, yeah, yeah, it my voice betrays me. I got so frustrated with. It. I didn't even realize it until I absolutely. Yeah, my my throat would close. My breathing yep. gets high. My legs would start yep. pouring sweat and shaking. Yep. Like I would, I would soak through a suit if I were standing there long <laughs> enough. If they asked for three pieces, I'd be like, I've got to take my jacket what? off. <laughs> three? That's so many. 
Yeah, it was that was a, a revelation for me several years back. Yeah. Especially when I, I jumped up to Soprano in Impact when the Soprano left. Oh my God. And suddenly I realized I had nowhere to hide. You know, as an inner yeah. voice, while it was still vocally demanding, to a degree you sure. can kinda hide your yeah, yeah. you know, the alto in yeah. in that type of group. You're not saying the melody. Yeah, you're very much structure. It's sure. more about just kind of being the bridge between upper structure, lower structure and right. And uh, when I transitioned, having nowhere to hide, it was, uh, it was, uh, it really brought that issue to the surface for yeah. me, and it was a, a big fight I had. I, I'm really proud of that journey and getting to the other side of it. Did you ever? Did you have to ever like go to therapy for it? Because I, I did that too to try and figure it out. I, I never a performance anxiety specialist or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I never went to a specialist about it. I mean, I, I, I've gone to a therapist, but it, it was all. Oh, tell me about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm glad I went. I will tell you, I'm yeah. really glad I went. Yeah, sure. Um, it's L.A., man. Everybody goes to therapy. Yeah, and everyone should. I mean, it's just what part of the part of the deal. It's the it's the price of admission. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like parking tickets and therapy. You're going to do both when you get to it's town. It's true. It's a mathematical inevitable. <laughs> just throw your money out the window just when you cross on. the county line. Um, but with it, it was it was more. I mean, I talked about it with a therap with my therapist. Yeah. But for me, a lot of it was while there is a, a physical p component to it, a lot of it is mental for sure. me. Sure, me too. Um, and the the beta blockers became more of a as I just did it more and and got more present with what was going through my head. Mm -hmm. It became more of a break glass in case of thing. It's not like a ritual thing. I by the end, I you know, I haven't taken them in years but i'm glad to know i have them when the adrenaline when the anxiety when it, that ball of energy gets out of control do you get out in front of people anymore do you I, perform for live audiences anymore i don't as much now uh -huh. though that i'm happy for that to change and that's one of the main reasons i joined impact you know i was worried about in the beginning i was worried about my session career and what i was building there suffering i see being out with impact but i i wanted that challenge and i i you know, being able to be in a group like that was such... And how long were you in the group? Ten years. Ten years. And you traveled all over the world, yeah? Yeah, yeah we did. And I, it was... It's one of the greatest experiences all I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I'm being with guys that that function musically on that level. And it, it's not even a, a verbal thing. It's it's an instinct. Sure. They just get Isn't it. that great? That is so great. It's when you're a, in the groove with a, with a group of people. And, that, the, that and they get there fast ensemble. and they, they just get it. There's no, you have conversations with eye, your eyes. Yeah. And yeah. it's. That really, that that's that's where the magic happens in music for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Um, and that's why we do it. It's the, the, the communing yeah. with someone else's mind. And you have those moments where you just, you lock in and you're all together. That's, and that's right. Yeah. It, for me, it was a combination of uh the satisfaction of ensemble singing for mm. that reason and my nerves singing principal stuff that has kind of pushed me into ensemble singing more often than not. Yeah. I mean, I do the occasional solo um, on stage, like at the opera mm -hmm. or, um, you know, in studio once or twice. But I I think, you know, I've been, lately I've been trying to, I think I've been going through kind of a midlife crisis lately. So okay. I'm really examining. Talk to me. Yeah, How does so, that make you feel? So I'm examining all these things, all these choices that I've made. And I, I think that that, has to be one of the reasons that I love what I do, despite the fact that I don't make as much money as I do as a principal singer. Mm -hmm. The level of enjoyment that I get singing with comrades, I yeah. think, is unparalleled. It's it's kind of one of those things that y you need. It's plugging into other musicians and 
and mm-hmm. feeding off of them and playing off of mm-hmm. someone else's and that conversation ideas. that happens that's mm-hmm. such a high level it's a beautiful thing yeah it really is do you miss uh singing with impact i, I do you do i you know i left because it was time you know nobody no one ticked me off yeah, no yeah, you know yeah. it wasn't are they still up oh, there as far as i know they're still doing their thing mm-hmm. um was it because your session work was it was getting to a that point? That was a, pro- a proponent, uh-huh. a component rather, uh-huh. um, in my decision. Uh, you know, other one, you know, having a family, ha- you know, it. having a son. I was just going to say that certainly has a has a role in there. Yeah. I didn't want to be gone. You know, by by the time I left, Impact wasn't gone much, um, but it. So it kind of worked out. Just it it worked out. It was time. Yeah, and and were you? How long have you been married? Been married for haha five years almost. Five years coming so, up on five years. So your wife uh, went through you being gone quite a bit. Yeah, she did. And it worked out. Still, you guys are obviously. Yeah. We still like each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah, having a home, a mortgage. Yeah. And and knowing that yeah, when I'm gone, there's a chance that I'm missing out on work at home. Yeah, yeah. That you know, hey, I can be at home and make money. That's right. Why am I going out and not making money? <laughs> um. But again, you know, impact was always a labor of love, and I, I, will always be grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, when it was time to go, just being like, you know what, guys, I gotta be done, and yeah, moving on. I, you know, I miss the guys. I miss making music with them. But uh, yeah, they're all still my buds. I still see them from time to That's time. That's nice. Hey, uh, for people that um, aren't in the business mm-hmm. who listen to the show. Tell us what it's like being a studio session singer. What what go, run through your day? How does that go? My day, a little typical session for me. Um, I think it's really all about being okay operating in a state of chaos. Yeah, I, I mean sometimes, and that's only in, in certain situations. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's very structured. Everyone has the music written out. Everyone knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. and it moves very quickly. Um, sometimes, sometimes you get to a session and it's still. Yeah, in the air. Yeah, it, that's the way it operates. You kind of move. I've never been to one of those sessions. What's that like? <laughs> it's um I mean, c- give me an example. You don't have to name names. But. Okay. Uh <laughs> you know, you walk in and you're doing a a, lead, a a demo session and they want you to do some background figures. And they don't know what they want, but do let's just charts figure or it anything? out. Oh no, nothing's Nothing. written out. Um so you're laying down all these harmonies. And they... I mean, you're not coming up with a tune. Well, you're not coming up with the melody, but, yeah. the, you know, they'll give you ideas and then, you know, you'll yeah. harmonize it out. And I'll be like, well, I don't like that one. And then the other person will be like, well, I do. And then they have a conversation and you just kind of sit there and let them figure <laughs> it out. And uh, like, okay, can you do it again? You know, and do this little difference. And then they'll say, oh, well, you know, we should go back. And it's when they're not sure and they're kind of finding their way in the moment. Yeah. Um, it's just th- those are the moments where you're like, okay, that's totally fine. Like you just kind of have to respect, respect everyone's creative process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I guess it's kind of the golden rule in that situation. I kind of imagine myself in that situation and trying to find my way and hoping that the people around me will be nice to me and let me figure it out. Yeah, and the problem is too is that sometimes you're with people that don't know anything about music. That is very true. That's the that's where I get really frustrated. Like that, I did this uh, I did this open season thing and they wanted a. They wanted like a high D or something. And I was like, I'll tell you what, I want to sing a G and then just transpose it. You know, so I did and it sounded awesome. And then I watched the movie and they didn't transpose it. That's funny. So I'm like singing the dominant. 
<laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, because they just didn't know anything about music. All, all these guys knew were computers. Right. So they, did, they didn't understand that that was not the right note to yeah, be singing. Well, it's, it happens. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah you, just, you just roll with it. Um, Do you have any favorite gigs that you've done? What's the, what's the best thing you've the done? The best thing yeah, I've like, done? What are you going to tell your son? Well, I, I've, I have a lot of cool experiences, I'm grateful to say. But one of the coolest is working with John. Yeah, John, right. John Powell. I know. He's I, the best. I call this studio the lab. Yeah. You know, you walk in. Um, and that was one of those cool situations where, you know, usually when we work on films, mm-hmm. when, you know, the the movie's been Was that filmed. Lorax? Lorax primarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Happy Feet 2. Yeah. Uh, you know, other, other things mm-hmm. he had done. I mm-hmm. think he did Mars Needs Moms. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh He's such a great guy. Oh, great. Rio. Yeah, great composer. But he he he's great at that like operating in the chaos. He's so good right. at quickly um with finding humor. his way. Yeah. With humor yeah. and and levity and, yeah. but also encouraging you to be everything you can be. Yeah. That sounds so cliche. Yeah, yeah. But that's it, working for him became a drug for me. Yeah. I know. Because you go in there in you're I, I remember we walked in one day and he was like well i have to write this song and i i figured out some of it but I, there's other parts and we i mean he very quickly figured it out it's not like we were twiddling our thumbs yeah yeah um but the stuff that he got out of me was, was it was so liberating yeah. being a studio so singer fun, right? under that because usually being a session singer is about conforming what you're doing to whatever the person on the other side of the glass wants you to do mm-hmm. and john was very much just go for it if it, you know throw it throw it at the wall yeah. see what happens yeah no judgment let's just go for it yeah yeah and i find that i don't get nervous with john either singing no. this, any kind of solo with him he's so i mean i i did this uh prussian requiem for him yeah and uh some of Beautiful. it was kind of hard and and uh, you know in in the demo recording I'd crack sometimes and sure. he was like I don't know he doesn't even flinch he just no. doesn't doesn't care at all no and he, he you get there and it sounds great yeah all the stuff that the character I did for Lorax the O'Hare delivery guide is you know pinching to the gods uh, yeah all this crazy stuff I did um, I'd never really done in the studio setting but just the freedom of the moment um and that space too. And that space too. Oh, it's it, so awesome. It was very I, I love knowing when I got the call to go do that that everything I have to offer musically, vocally was on the table. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah, yeah. as a session singer, for me being used to my utmost, even things that I didn't know I could do. Yeah. Um Have you ever crashed and burned in a session? Oh where man. you're just like, Oh god, I, I you got the wrong guy. As that happened to me with Mike Post. Oh no! Yeah, I I haven't because they always want Pavarotti. Of course. <laughs> from me, they're like, "Can you sing Nessun Dorma?" Oh yeah, yeah. Here, here, I'll send you a recording. It's a motherfucking Pavarotti. Like, it's like, like yeah. I don't know Nessun Dorma, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, do you have a million dollars? Because I'll raise them from the grave to do it. Because I that's <laughs> what it's going to. Please welcome the reanimated yeah. corpse of Luciano Pavarotti. That's what it's going to take, man. He's the only one that sounds like Pavarotti. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I I haven't had a horrible crash and burn. I have been fired off a session. You, no, come on. It happened once. What happened? It was a a trio of us. We were. Doing a gig, 
we were uh, getting ready to do backs for Chris Isaacs. Oh yeah, sure. No, uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, and we had started singing. He was doing some Christmas album, and um, after a little bit, I'd like to think it wasn't me that did it. It was one of the other guys uh-huh. in our little trio. Yeah. Anybody uh, I know, I bet. I bet yeah, I do. right. <laughs> um, he comes out and's like, "Well, you know, it's bad when the producer comes into the booth. Uh, it's not working out, guys. So, uh, thank you. You guys are great, but you know, we're gonna have to figure something else out. We're going in a new direction. Yeah. So we all left so with all our tails. It wasn't just you. Well, yeah, but you, you tend to take that personally, regardless. <laughs> I will say though, we did get a quote unquote kill fee. So at least I were the one time I was fired, I was paid to be fired. Wait, you don't get a you don't get the session fee. You get a different. There's a different it kind was, of fee that you get. It was a lot. It was a while ago. It I was, could spend a lifetime just getting fired. <laughs> it was way early on when I was I was starting yeah. to try and and do the the session singer thing. I mean, I was in the nineties. Was, <laughs> wasn't it Chris Isaacs? Chris, well, this this was early two thousands. Oh, it was. Uh, he was doing some uh, Christmas album on spec, and the idea was. We were gonna. We were doing these demos, and once it got picked up, it was gonna all kick over into a, a full-on thing, because he was put, uh, putting up his own money to do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we still got a kill fee to do it. And that's it. I mean, this was geez, a long time ago. Yeah. Almost twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the one time that I I got flat out in my face <laughs> fired. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Th- well, yeah, no, I have been fired. Yeah, I was fired by a conductor. That was horrible. It's not fun, is no, it? No, it's not. Uh, we, me, and my one of my friends in this trio, we immediately <laughs> went to the bar and got a shower. Like this sucks. Well, at least you weren't in front of a, a crowd or no, something. No, that's I mean, it true. It could have been worse. It could have been a lot. Worse. Yeah, and it doesn't seem to have hurt your business. It, Did it, you take a hit at all after that, or no? No, no. It was an isolated thing. Thank the Lord. Right. Um. And for stuff like that, you start to realize it's not about your ability. It's about what flavor they're looking for. That's right. And you learn That's to what not happened take to me this too. personally. It's, yeah, That's it's not I, like you're not an amazing singer. No, no, I sang very well in this concert, and the, he, the conductor and I just didn't. Yeah. We just didn't jive. And that's that. I think that all translates to the studio world. You know, you submit for a lot of things. Yeah. And no matter how great you are, you know, it comes down to what they're looking for. Right, right. And maybe they don't even know until they hear it. That's right. And you just kind of let it go once you submit. Let it go. <laughs> That's two. Uh, you just kind of let it go into the ether. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but for me, being a studio singer is is about, yeah, operating comfortably and quickly in a state of chaos and do you have a do you have a website with all your demo recordings and stuff i have on a it? soundcloud i'm working you, on revamping my site i mean is that something that you needed to do despite the fact that you've been in music for such a long time in this town what's funny is i'm only now getting to it because i i guess my challenge it's a, why are you doing it if my journey it was a little different in that since i started out as a kid mm-hmm. By the time I became an adult singer, I already was in with all the yeah, the people that hired. Yeah, yeah they mm-hmm. they all knew me, sure. and I. My challenge was transitioning from being a kid singer to being an adult singer. I see. So there were a few years there where I didn't work a whole lot because there's that transition that happens. Yeah. Um, so whereas a lot of singers they get to town and their 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 challenge is to get yeah. noticed. Right. Mine was to get noticed as to an get adult. Re-noticed. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I never needed 
you know, like the, the, the traditional avenue of getting a reel together and shopping it around, it didn't really happen like that for me. Yeah. Um, and what are you putting on your on your reel? No, no, the reel I put together now is a lot of snippets of things that I've done for films. Oh, I see. And you're not doing demos. the crazy like multi-track stuff. Yeah, I do. There, there's some multi-track stuff. Yeah. Um, but primarily it's it's lead stuff, mm -hmm. um, which is funny because I never really thought of myself as a lead singer. I grew up loving. I, I grew up singing harmony with my mom, and and of course, you know, loving ensemble singing in high school. I was in vocal jazz and madrigals and concert choir and barbershop. And yeah. I was, uh, and I still am, harmony singing is the nucleus of my mu musical being. I, mm -hmm. I truly, I truly know that. Um, but you do a lot of solo stuff. Yeah, it, which is weird to me. You know, it's yeah. not, I'm, hey, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but having the weird quirky voice I do, I get asked to do weird quirky things. Yeah. Um, so having stuff like stuff from the Lorax, so stuff, I, I did this funny uh, thing for Disney voices doing Clara Cluck. What? Doing, uh, singing, what What was it? Was it Puccini? I don't remember what it was. It was a uh, Rigoletto. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. But as a chicken in falsetto, you know, way up in the rafters. You, like you had to come up with it yourself. They didn't fix it with the fancy computers like they, John does. I came up it, I came up with it myself. They they may have sprinkled some studio what? magic dust on it. Um but it was one of the funniest things. Uh you know, they you figured they'd ask a woman to do it. Right. But for some reason they're like, "Hey, <laughs> let's get Fletch to do it." And it they were like, "This sounds great. We're going with it." So I ended up being uh singing a, a operatic chicken. That is crazy. <laughs> And that's that stuff. I, I mean, I love well, doing the weird, like quirky the same stuff. Same thing that for me, you know, I was an operatic penguin. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Being five years in music school. Music. Yeah. I was the other night. I was going through. <laughs> I've been a lot of musical animals. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's animated stuff. Yeah. Like it lots, totally. Yeah. Totally. Animated stuff and uh, sequels. I do a lot of. Yeah, sequels. sequels. <laughs> I rock the sequels. But yeah, I I've been a singing. Penguin. I did one uh, from Happy Feet Two. They went, take him to the chorus. That was <laughs> that was me. Uh, so Penguin. I've been a stingray. I've been a turtle. It's. Uh, I've been a sheep. Unbelievable. <laughs> There's. I was going through it and I thought that's. I don't know. Is that a thing I can be proud of? I guess so. It's cool. It's different. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what did, What advice do you have for people that? you know, want to get into this business. Is there anything that somebody can actively do? Because I find the way I got into the business was just through a referral. Yeah. Somebody said, oh, you need this guy. Here's Omar. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. My my advice is to go into it doing anything and everything you can. Right. The, the, best, the best power you have is reference power. Mm -hmm. Referent, reference, who somebody referring. Right. You know, and that looking back, you don't even, I didn't realize I was doing it, but you sing with other people, you network laterally. Right. So that. And almost accidentally, right? I mean, it's yeah. just. It, you know, for me, yeah. it was chorale, it was master chorale, it mm -hmm. was Christmas caroling. You sing with a bunch of people. Do you still do that? Uh, chorale? No, the caroling. Uh, I stopped a couple of years ago. I saw you on TV just a, a couple of seasons ago. Well, yeah, it on was. On the news or something. Yeah, crazy. it was somewhere on there. Yeah. I, a couple. Yeah, I stopped a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. I'll do it from time to time, but I don't. I don't hit it as hard as I used to. That's for sure. Well, I'll tell you once. It's same with me with the kids. Like, yeah, you know, I want to spend. Right. I just want to spend. There's time this with the whole kids. thing about Christmas with your child. You know, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's um, like I've made I've made I make more and more every year just by just incrementally just a little bit but um, I tend to not it's gonna sound terrible but I, I tend to I just want to be at home yeah I just want to be with my kids really for, for me it's it's fun I always love the challenge of being thrown in a random quartet and your challenge is to find your ensemble as fast as fast as you can yeah and that's you know a skill set that serves one well in the studio because no, you're going to get thrown in the 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 mix with a bunch of random people right and knowing how to without a discussion without words find your ensemble well luckily uh, so far i basically share a stand with you so i've really ah! <laughs> it's been pretty easy for me <laughs> no it's it the the, the the ease has been all mine because oh, i can please. just just let go and you just hum the notes and I'll sing them. <laughs> you sound good and I'll just I'll suck <laughs> along quietly. <laughs> um, the the advice I give is, it's more a, a long term goal, but never stop asking yourself what you can do. Right. Don't say I'm a singer. That's all I'm gonna do. Right. Because being a musician in LA now is not about specialization. That's it's true. It's about diversification. That's true. You know, if I stopped asking myself that. And just wanted to be a session singer, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have joined Empath. I right. wouldn't have done half the things I've done that have made me who I am now. And I, I'm so grateful for the journey, pushing me outside of my comfort zone and making me do things mm -hmm. I either didn't think I could do or didn't want to do. That's right. But it turns out I should have been doing. That's great advice, man. Um, never stop. And the people that I see with the longest careers are the ones that continue to ask that question. Mm -hmm. I, I guess that's the challenge of being a musician. It's the greatest job in the world. That's right. If you can handle the mind trip of it and if you can handle constantly reassessing and reinventing your skill set. Did you ever want to do Broadway kind of musicals? Never because had Because you desire. have the right voice, the right build oh, for thank it. thank you. I mean, it seems like a great fit. I've never been, while I did musicals and I did that, I never really felt a calling to do that. Because of the music? I, I think because I mean when I was when I was 16 and I had my first film session that mm -hmm. that was a lightning rod for me yeah. it really focused my path every decision I made from that point on was to built keep you on around that. Mm -hmm. of that path mm -hmm. and I've I've just always I've always liked the studio have you felt that the business has dropped off in the last few years I don't know if the business has dropped off I think I mean it's here in changed. town uh huh I think it's changed I don't think it's dropped off okay there'll always be there's so much industry here. There will always be work here. Mm -hmm. It will change as sure. the industry changes and the financial models change uh, as far as how the companies make their profits. Mm -hmm. um, but there's always there's things to do. Okay. Because I, I've got some friends that, that just won't record in town. Yeah. They'll go to they'll go to Seattle or they'll go to yeah. the Baltics. And that's, that's true. And that, or London. Know, there's a lot of... Do you have any opinions about a that? Lot of, uh, there's a lot of drama happening on that front, on the recording front. Yeah, yeah. What Especially on on the, uh, uh, for, at least as far as I can tell, and I don't know all the, the nooks and crannies and details, but on the instrumental side of things. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on there. I think singers, since we have, we are, are lucky enough to be involved with SAG-AFTRA. Mm -hmm. uh, from the union side, we have actors. We're, we're basically, we get to hide behind the strength not hide but but yeah, we're we benefit by a from very the, strong union we're, yeah it's a, it's, it's a very strong union yeah. we benefit 
from the 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 clout that actors have mm-hmm. on that side of things. No one's going to tell Tom Cruise he can't have his residuals. Mm-hmm. You know, right? So we we benefit from that. AFM they don't have that strength, and I don't know what they're going to do. I hope they figure it out. Yeah. But the issue we have is yes, we have the benefit of the strength of actors and being a part of, of a that union community. that has actors in it. Right. 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 But what we do is tied to the instrumentalists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wherever they're going to record the instrumentalists, they're mm-hmm. probably just going to record the voices because they're there. That's right. Like if they go to London and they record They've the orchestra, they're there, like, yeah. well, yeah. we're here. We've got 100 guys, choirs to choose from. Right. Let's go ahead and record here. We're already set up. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, until a way forward is figured out there, you know, we'll continue to see this rift, this this struggle. Yeah. And I, I hope they figure it out. I wish I I wish I had some magic bullet solution or yeah yeah or answer. Yeah. You know I think you know as long as people keep talking about it and and uh, yeah, it's talking about it. And the way forward will be found. Yeah. But yeah, the you know paradigm shifts happen, and it's it's one's ability to to be adjust. fluid and adjust to mm-hmm. it. I agree. Well, listen, brother. It's great having you on the show. Good to be here. I'm really glad you came by. Thanks. Thank you, Omar. I appreciate it. And that was Fletcher Sheridan, everybody. I really like Fletcher. He's a nice guy, talented guy, and uh, a great stand partner, I can tell you that. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank uh, Gregory Geiger for helping me with my theme song. Still loving it. Check him out at laclassical.com. And most importantly, I want to thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And thank you so much. Until next time. You like long walks and you wear clean pants. Genius. Get onto my show.